When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. Nineteen minutes away from eleven o'clock. Time for the Bulletin. A fine sporting mind entering the the arena to debate the issues of the day. Fine uh, journalist, author, and man of the people. It's Jamie Wall. Hello, sir. Good morning, Daniel. Thank you for that lovely introduction. You're welcome. I'll, uh, I'll blow it all up now. Are we allowed to say wags in twenty twenty four? Are you allowed to say wives and girlfriends, or do we do, do we have to you know um, well, you know change it? Yeah, I think we can get away I, with it. I don't I don't I don't see why not. I it's mm. uh, that's what they are. So yeah, um, well, no, Louis I mean, and I were just I, having I a debate even, of the the all time power rankings of um, wags. Who who would be number one? Has Taylor Swift already won that? Ooh, After just a few question. weeks in the role. That's a great question. I mean, she's up there. She's up there. I mean, I think, I think Posh is still number one. Yeah. Just because of her yeah. longevity, and yeah. I think also because uh, she is more famous for being a wag rather than what she was originally famous for. I think no matter what Taylor Swift's NFL career, uh, where Taylor Swift's NFL career takes her, she's always going to be more of a singer. All due respect to Spice Girls and Victoria Beckham's. Victoria Adams actually singing singing ability. Uh, she she was never that's not the thing that people know her as now. You know she's 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 known as a wag. So that for me makes her the queen of the wags. Uh, right uh, at the moment. Very good on the auto tune uh, was uh, Victoria Adams. Absolutely. Uh, Zara Phillips was a, uh, a name that Louis mentioned in the break, and I was like, come on, mate. She's like a fourth division royal. It's like Wrexham. She's the Wrexham of royals, right? She, 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 yeah, and, you know, honourable mention to Mike, Mike Tindall. And also, Mike yeah. Tindall was a, about a fourth-rate rugby player as well. Yeah, and but yeah. Also, hold how, on. how, how, how hold what on. I want to know about that. <laughs> just, just let me speak. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. The biggest, the biggest conversation about that is how did he get her? I mean, have you seen the guy's face? He look, it looks like a rail yard. Like, <laughs> what? What the? He must be packing some serious heat down, downstairs because it's like, what? what <laughs> whoa, whoa, at? whoa, or whoa! Or she's been drunk for fifteen years. I don't know. Like then a... she leaves him go and motorboat girls in Queenstown and and throw dwarfs and stuff like. <laughs> That's not. right. He did do that. You're right. He did no. do that. That was post. That was post nuptials, was it? Or was it post engagement? Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. You Jamie, can't, uh, you we, can't we love... say the D word. And also, it, the reason that what? she's a big shout is she was actually an a, a Olympian as well, Olympian equestrian, not just oh, a royal. Louis. That, Louis. We all know that, Louis. He's the less. Yeah, that's right. Tyndall's the less famous guy in that in that couple. So he's the wag. I can't yeah, take exactly. it back, Zara. Well, yeah, yeah. So we got that. We got that about face, but like his own face, it would seem, Jamie. Right? Um, <laughs> hey, the Six Nations Netflix series. Guess what? Another sporting organisation. Another sporting industry delves into Doco series. I must. Admit, I'm getting a little bit tired of them. I'm starting to get a little bit tired. You've watched the Six Nations. Does it kick some goals? No. No, it doesn't. And oh. I share your sentiments about how 
you're getting bored of them because they all seem to follow the same sort of template now and you can just swap this one out with the one I watched about the Tour de France recently you can swap it out with the one about uh, uh, the tennis you, you know you, they all they all have the same look and feel and it, it, it kind of like feels like a production company's just picked up where another one's left off and just said okay well what we need now is some mood lighting we need a washed out backdrop uh, we need a guy staring intently straight into the camera and talking about how serious the sport is and we're going to do that for eight hours and and then we're going to cut that all up with some slow motion footage of the sport which admittedly looks great it does the only issue uh, with the full contact six nations uh, series is that the footage that we're watching is not really that much different to the broadcast footage that we get anyway now i get it like the series wasn't aimed at people like us you know to who know rugby and everything it's more of a sort of introductory uh episode to 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 a sport to try and get new fans along and like i i think it probably is going to to achieve that that goal uh but at the same time like if this is the way sports marketing itself right now like they're about a couple of years too late because it just does feel like you know they've just followed on the coattails of a whole bunch of other documentaries and the other thing is, is that like the, for the most part, these players and coaches just aren't really that interesting. Um, there's a couple of guys who have some good stories in there, like Alice Genge's story, but you know, being a guy from you know the wrong class of of person in, in in England to be playing rugby and somehow managing his way to make it up to be captain of the English national team, like that's pretty cool. But other than that, like man, it's just it's pretty dry, and it's it's a hard it's a hard slog getting through all. Episodes, especially considering you actually know what happens um, in the end. You know, being a rugby fan, like I, I watched the Six Nations last year, I knew what was, what was going to happen. There was no real suspense or anything like that because that, that that whole competition last year, there was no suspense because Ireland and France played each other in the second round and that, that was the game that decided the tournament. And that's also what's going to happen uh, this year when they play each other in the first round. Um, and the re- it's gonna, round, gonna yeah. render the, you're going to render the rest of the competition uh, just moot, really. Yeah, I do find the scheduling of that one in week one quite weird. I, I know you want to start off with a bit of a bang, but sort of having your um, your final <laughs> to start, it, it's a little bit confusing to me. Jamie, we've just witnessed a wild sporting weekend, you know, across a myriad of topics. You know, what stood out for you this past weekend? What grabbed your attention? Oh, oh it'd have to be that West Indies win over um, over Australia. I, I kept a good eye on that. Um, over the weekend and you know it was, it was a great test match you know had had the twists and had the turns and you know Wendy's went in and they probably didn't get enough runs in their second innings to sort of make them feel like oh we're going to be super confident of the victory and then you just had this incredible individual performance by Shamir Joseph and, you know you haven't seen anything like that before in Australia for, for a long time you know a guy coming in and just absolutely carving up uh, on an Australian pitch, and to do it with a broken toe as well. I mean, it's all it's all been said. Like we, you know, it's it's it's, it's going to go down as one of the great uh, individual performances, one of the great team performances uh, as well. Uh, and then also to just finish it off with just a real clean, just Boldham taking out that off stump and taking off off to the boundary like that. Like that's just one of those great sporting moments. And I think that footage of Adam Gilchrist up, you know, a proud Australian, you know, a guy who's played however many hundreds of games for, for his country to be standing and applauding another team beating his own 
his own old team. Uh, that just said it all, really, I think. So a bit like all All Blacks, former All Blacks would do when Joe Schmidt leads um, the beleaguered Australians to a Blitterslow Cup victory later this year, you know? Everyone would just be inspired <laughs> that, that, that a team is back. Well, I'll tell you what. If he manages to do it uh, with the group of players that he, he, he has, he deserves a standing ovation. He really does, because... Australian rugby is obviously in disarray at the moment. Um, you know, not just at Wallaby level, at you know, going down. You know, the Melbourne Rebels look like they've gone bust. Uh, so there's some serious question marks over like how they how they're even going to be sustainable um, going forward. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people make out. I don't think rugby union in Australia is in any danger of completely dying out. There is there is too much money and 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 structural investment in that sport to save it from just going under uh and things have been also it must be noted that things have been way way worse for australian rugby and uh if you go back 100 years they couldn't actually field an australian team for 10 years uh, after world war one because <laughs> unfortunately all their players have been killed and uh they needed to wait for a whole bunch of other guys to grow up and be old enough to to wear that jersey again so if they can get through that i think they can get through this i think appointing schmidt's uh a, a step in the right direction uh, and you know he's gonna uh, I mean they can't get any worse so you know there's there's that from from his perspective uh, just whether he's got the players to work with like that's the hard part he's got the, the biggest issue is inside backs uh, for them because all the guys he's going to want to play are playing in the NRL um, and you know the, the, they've got their, their usual problems in the type five um, I are going to be you know they've, they've been given a, a reasonably decent draw to equip themselves in the rugby championship. They've got Africa uh, twice at home, which if they can knock them off, will do them a world of good. And I I, I wouldn't put it past them uh, to do that because South Africa have just had real trouble playing in Australia of late. Um, so. You know, there's there's that, but I, I think you know bringing the Wallabies over to play the All Blacks at Eden Park again, like I mean, that's just might as well just chalk up the the W and the win column by the All Blacks right now. Uh, but you know, it's going to be an interesting one, considering that his insight into the All Blacks is actually probably at the moment a lot better than what Scott Robertson's is. He has that mm. uh, that information, and you know, we saw him as Irish coach use that. Uh, that knowledge of New Zealand rugby to mastermind um, those victories in 2016 and 2018 uh, when he was when he was coach and he was very very upfront um, about saying that you know that that, that he 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 picked apart um, the All Blacks using what he knew of of New Zealand rugby so you know there's that scenario to be worried about but it's whether you know I don't doubt that he has it in his mind that he knows how to do it uh, it's just that whether he has the players uh, to be able to carry out what he wants. Um, by the time the rugby championship rolls around. Awesome insights as always, Jamie. Do appreciate your time. The text line is a wash. They'd like to know, on your own status, are you able to become a hab, husband and boyfriend? Oh, Taylor Swift? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's available. He's available. Just, it's good. It's good to have that clarified, Jamie. We'll send that off to our people. Um, and she'll have a lot to ponder. Thank you very much, Jamie Wall, joining us uh, for the Bulletin. Uh, I'm New Zealand Sports Journal and uh, author. It is nearly uh, seven minutes away from 11 o'clock back after the break.